thanks for coming to the podcast today. Can you just kind of introduce yourself, what you do at Seat Lab and what Seat Lab really is? Yeah, so my name is Jack Waterfield. Uh, I'm the creative director of Seat Lab NFT, one of the co-founders, and we're building an NFT event ticketing platform, adding all this functionality on top of ticketing. Uh, been in the event space for over five years now. Um, just recently got into ticketing, Web3 and NFTs. Um, there's so much functionality with NFTs that you couldn't do with a traditional Web2 um, ticketing product, even digital tickets such as transparent resales, collectibles with claimable items in real life, royalties, airdrops, and everything else like that. So super excited to be building something on Web3 and, and super excited to be building on Near as well. So how did you guys get into uh, the ticketing space specifically? Like what led you from the, you said you went started the event space and now you're into ticketing? Yes, it's a long story. I mean, me and uh, co-founder Ryan, um, we've been sort of friends and in business for a long time. Just started like a, a sort of local business. I was sort of like web design development. He was more marketing and sales. So we sort of realized that we could work well together. We set up a business. Uh, we were doing like uh, event marketing, client websites, and then we realized there was a space for an existing client that we, that we could help with ticketing software. So we started building that, and then we thought, okay, let's, let's build our own one. So we rebuilt our own ticketing software. We did like a white label thing, but we were always sort of like trying to catch up because we, didn't, we were all self-funded at that point. We had no funding, no backing, so we did everything ourselves, but we were always trying to catch up with the likes of like Ticketmaster, StubHub, Eventbrite, so it was quite hard and everything we were doing was, there was some elements of like uh, innovation, but it wasn't really like super innovative. And then I started getting into crypto probably about a year and a half ago, mainly through NFTs. Uh, you know, there was a lot of just crazy stuff going on, like people just trading these JPEGs. I thought it was just a mental thing. So I was like, what is this? Like, but what I enjoyed about it more than just buying these like JPEGs was the whole buying experience because it was so transparent. Like you could see all the data, you could see people offering, you know, prices and people bidding and like I just loved that transparent side and I was thinking why isn't this in ticketing like it just makes so much sense to have a transparent market where users can list their tickets they know it's real because it's on chain it's verified and people can just trade their tickets you know and every time a ticket is resold that artist is getting paid right so at the minute, you know, you buy a ticket, you know, Adele or Ed Sheeran, they put tickets on sale, they get their initial revenue, but then ticket touts will buy up in mass and they'll be selling them on, you know, um, emails, eBay, Twitter, everywhere, and th they don't get anything for that. So that's what, you know, solidified the thing of like, let's do NFT ticketing, really. So, so just to kind of clarify a little bit of what you guys are trying to do, so you kind of almost trying to disrupt like two portions of it. One is like the ticket masters of the world who are doing the original ticket part. And then like the secondary piece of like the stub hubs, you're then saying like, we're going to go after that as well because the secondary sales are naturally a part of NFTs anyways. And so now you're cutting out both of those. Is exactly. That right? okay. So, and we're trying to make it as easy as possible. If you go into our, because we, we developed our own wallet as well. So it's not just something you can use any wallet. And there's, there's some reason we'll go into it later, but basically... From that, you know, you can put your tickets on sale and list them. Things People like um, the secondary ticketing markets, they dictate the prices, which is just unfair. Like, it should just be 
from buyer to seller. So we've just allowed that. You can just pay with your card easily. You don't even know it's an NFT. Um, it's just a ticket. And if you want to resell, you just click resell. You type in your price and it just goes straight up on the front end and then people can see that. So yeah. That's what I was going to actually ask. Is like, so are you, you're eliminating the need for actual crypto from the users. You're, you're fully onboarding with just fiat. Yeah, so I'd like to call it sort of like Web 2.5 because... I feel like the hardest part for sort of like you call them normies, right? Like right. Th the hardest part is getting the funds into an ecosystem. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, with near, like, you'd probably have to use MoonPay or you have to go to Binance, then you have to transfer it. And for anyone who just wants to buy a ticket, they don't want to do that. They just right. want to go in, put their card details in, and then and then they check out. So we're going to have two things. We're developing the fear on and off ramps because we'll need that for resales. So you can obviously get paid. Um, but yeah, we're going to have direct checkout as well, what we already have. So yeah. Yeah, I, I want to go through like a, an example with you, yeah. right? Because all this stuff is like really cool to me, like, right? Like, and I'm trying to like, it helps me visualize it. So, okay. Let's run through a project. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what's an ideal place that you would sell tickets at? Concerts? Those are pretty popular. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. There's a concert. There's a concert that has a thousand tickets. Yep. You would then, who, who, who? creates the attributes around the ticket. Right, so we're actually creating all the tools. Okay. So currently we are onboarding uh, events, artists internally, but we're creating a seller dashboard so they can go on. Um, so who's they? So, okay, cool. So the artist, say. The artist, the, so the uh, musician could yeah, be like, or, hey. Yeah, or it could be a record label or event organizer on behalf of the artist, you know, okay. whoever, they can go on. Um, they basically list their events similar to like Eventbrite. They put all their details in, uh, they put their, fill out their profile first, right? You know, like they have a profile picture, cover photo, similar to like an NFT marketplace. Okay. Then uh, they list their event, event time, date, um, and then they list their ticket types. Then they can have as many ticket types, you know, standard, VIP, and then they can then assign quantities of each ticket type. Okay, now, cool. So what are the, okay. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm <laughs> go on, go on, go on. I gotta, I gotta keep, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm pacing it here because yeah. I'm trying to understand it all. So, I'm, I'm going to use the musician as an example because I really like the idea of like an artist, like musician, like record labor is cool. But like I'm talking like a cool artist, got a thousand fans, goes on there, goes, okay, I want 100 VIP tickets. I want 800 standard tickets and I want 100. What would be another type of ticket? Standard seating, front, back, you know, stalls, cool. you know, row A maybe. You know, you've got all these different things that you can do. Yeah. Cool. So now I've made my ticket selections. Yep. I'm like, all right, cool. What is my next step? Now I can add attributes to each of these tickets. Can I be like, all right, VIP tickets are 100. Those are going to be a special NFT that I have a certain art with that will then over time call you a super fan. And as you as a super fan, you'll start to get sort of like in the club of things of rewards over time. Exactly, yeah. So each ticket type, um, you can obviously put the quantities in. You can then select um, your royalties at ticket type level. So if your VIP tickets are with a sponsor, say like, I don't know, like Red Bull or something, you go, right, they're getting 20% of every resale for that VIP ticket type, but for all others. So you've got the VIP ticket and it's, you buy it for 100 bucks. Now you've gone to the concert. Is it up to the musician to, to kind of add value to that VIP NFT. So maybe it's like, hey, if you buy a VIP NFT in my first tour, you always have the option to buy a ticket to one of my shows. So then the next year, you have a VIP ticket of whoever. Yeah. Now they become more popular. Now they're selling out arenas. Yeah. You've got that OG. They play. You saw them when they were. You saw in Radiohead or that's Taylor Swift before she was Taylor Swift, right? Exactly. Or John Mayer when he was just in a club. And now now they're famous. 
you still have access. Exactly. And you've got that ticket. Can they assign that in the NFT? Yeah, because the they're scan. Yeah, they're scannable tickets, but they're NFTs, and and we'll know that. So th- there's some other things I'll go into because we we don't just do tickets. We do collectibles, and we've got this awesome claimable aspect. So within a collectible, the artist can add claimable items to that collectible. So our use case is immersive fan passes. So say if there's this big artist has only got a hundred of these, but then at any time they can add claimable items at expiries whether it's free t-shirt to my next show or like free drinks voucher or free entry so you could have a claimable that has unlimited claims and then on the resale side they can see what items have been claimed or are still available and that can obviously over time that's just going to keep going up in value if the artist is adding real value to it. So it's not just a JPEG, it's immersive fan pass with all this sort of like claimable stuff. So the longevity of it is huge and there's a finite amount. So naturally they will go up if the artist, you know, adds value. So Yeah, and I like this because I don't know, I I, I've, I've, I feel like cool when I find a band that I like like and they're like small and you're like, oh, I just saw them. And then like four years later, you're like, yeah, there they are. That's Mumford and Sons. Like I remember when they were nobody, right? Like, or whatever, everyone's got their example. And if you have the like, passion at the time to get that vip pass at maybe an affordable price suddenly john mayer is now part of the dead you want to go to that that pass could potentially last over yeah their entire career of the artist yeah cool and then um yeah so we'll delve into the airdrops as well so we're building like these tools for the seller to really hone down on airdrops so basically they can add all these conditions so they can go okay i want everyone that's been to over 50 of my shows that I've attended, so they've checked in and own 10 collectibles. And then they can say, I want to airdrop not just present ticket holders, but past and present. So we've got that option. And then you run a script and it says how many wallets are eligible for this airdrop. You can also then say, if there's a thousand, you can click this lottery button and say, only 10 of this a thousand will get this airdrop. So now it's like a lottery system. And then we've also got a schedule feature. So you can say, I'm not going to airdrop it now. I'm going to airdrop it, uh, you know, at my event at 9 p.m., you know, when they're on stage. And then you're like, now check your wallet and everyone's got this cool NFT. Could be an MP3, an exclusive track, you know, it's unreleased track. And and the thing is, it's a freebie, but if the artist has value, they're, they're making revenue out of thin air because it's like, it's a free item, but because it's there's a finite amount and people are going to resell them they're going to earn royalties from nothing basically so sure. so I, I think this is really amazing of where you guys are going with this and this clearly is like the way the future has to go i got to imagine though the pushback and the entry must be really difficult what do you feel like is the biggest challenges you're facing right now? Is it simply education to the artist or is it breaking down the barrier of like these big ticket agencies and getting through that? I think it's just edgy. Like this is like brand new. So like no one, it's like we have, I have to have this conversation with a lot of people and, and you see the penny drop. And then when it does, it's like, they see the benefits, so I feel like it's just a lot of education because you probably know like NFTs get so much hate because of all these like projects that just come up. They just you know it's a quick book. They they just do JPEG. There's no utility, and then they just did vanish off the face of the earth, which happened sort of a lot last year. So, and you get the amount of stick I get from people just saying you know why are you doing this scam thing? Why are you destroying the planet? Like you know it's just crazy. So 
it's education more than anything. And yeah, sometimes I don't even tell people that I do NFT ticking. It's just, you know, we just say, yeah, I'm in ticketing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I but mean, we're building these cool new features. Yeah, we have an awesome five minute clip now from this you can just take in <laughs> yeah. give it to everybody. Exactly. Yeah. And like, I, 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 we on our podcast talk a lot, like NFTs, I'm pretty hard on them. We both are, like, you know, because a lot are. This first wave was definitely a use case, and there was a lot of uh, intentional or non-intentional failures, right? And then, but NFT is a tool, and you're using the NFT, which is really a tool for your project. And I think this next wave of NFTs will be projects, legit projects, businesses that now use NFT within their business model. And that's what you're doing, because really, for ticketing, NFTs make, it's like, it is so much better. It's not even like a little bit better. It's like infinitely better right like so to me it's like such a clear case yeah i can't imagine like you you give someone that pitch and they say oh i'm not i don't want to do that like, yeah, I, no, yeah, I want I, finite I, tickets that just yeah. sort of fail <laughs> it's an yeah. easy sell once you uh explain it you know uh, so some people are dismissive until you educate and then it's like now this is why i was saying before we had this web 2 product and it wasn't an easy sell because we didn't stand out in the market. And now it's like we've got a foot in of one of the first people in the world to be doing this. And it's that's why it's super exciting. You know, that's why I'm so passionate about it. And what does Near provide you? Like, so, so like, why did you guys choose Near? And like, what, what does that provide you for what you're trying to do? Yeah, well, obviously, super fast, super cheap in comparison to the other blockchains, carbon neutral. Like, it just all weighs up. Like, um, I think the problem with layer twos, I, I was just looking at like the U UX side of it and like the whole bridging of the assets. I just thought it was awkward. Like I needed like a layer one that was easy to just sort of, you know, as I said, like just buy tickets, uh, resell with ease, like fund your wallet. Um, so yeah, we, we chose near because it's a layer one, because it's fast. We like the shard in design. Um, we thought we preferred that over Solana because of the nightshade sharding. I think it's just more scalable. Um, so yeah, and obviously the, the, the whole near the near foundation the near team they've been super supportive of us and we can't be more thankful for that so it's been everything community technology everything so from a marketing perspective are you targeting like the masses of smaller artists and stuff like that or are you trying to target larger things like so yeah I think uh, co-director he's like really good at the commercial side so he's targeting some of the bigger names, um, a, a lot of the thing in ticketing, you have to actually sort of put money up front. It's like a confidence thing, like we can sell, you know, you can use our platform, but then you get that back on fees and revenue. So it's, it's like a two-man two approach. Obviously, we've got the smaller medium artists. We're going to sort of do a marketing campaign. It's like really easy onboarding the benefits of NFT ticketing and sort of do the marketing to target them. And then the larger scale ones, we're going to approach with the pitch deck and sort of sell the idea. So we're speaking with some big artists, and they're really keen. So yeah, excited. I know a bit about events, right? I, yeah. I, I've danced in that world. And there's a lot of gatekeepers. And there's a lot of middle people, right, trying to extract fees on all ends. And it's not just that it's like through the whole chain. It's actually kind of wild. And I think in, the, in your use case, it is such a clear way to, I don't want to use the words extreme as eliminate, but definitely minimize the amount of, like if, it's, if an artist could just go on there, do the tickets, and then what, they just they can send out those tickets to anybody who wants to buy them or they can just send people the link to your site and then people just buy them there. Yeah, we want to make it as transparent as possible. It's like sort of giving the tools to the artists and event organizers 
allowing them to just run everything themselves, you know. Um, so we just want to give as many tools and just transparent. We take 5% uh, of every transaction, but then what we're going to be doing with our token is 2.5% of that 5% is going to be distributed back to the token holders. So anyone who invests in us is, you know, investing in the success of our company and shares the revenue, really. Uh, can you go back to the wallet a little bit? So uh, I guess I obviously assume that because you don't want to have people opening crypto wallets, it's one part of it. But is the other part of it because it just then fits into that bridge model for you of like it's more traditional like the web too, like you can have an actual app in the app store, I assume, right? Is that what you're, go you're trying to do and then go from there? There's a few reasons why we developed a wallet and the main problem was the ticket tout issue. If you used a standard... Um, just like a near wallet or any crypto wallet, um, you, you've got all this functionality that would basically allow ticket touts to operate just like freely transferring uh, NFTs and stuff like that. And you don't, you could make hundreds of wallets, right? So even if the artist to say, I only want one ticket per wallet, which is what we've got as well, we, we allow them to customize the max allowed in wallet and stuff like that. But any user could make hundreds of wallets. So when we set up the, your, wallet, uh, you download the app, uh, then you basically verify with SMS, so then it's locked to your device. So, I mean, there's ways around it, you know, you could buy tons of S sure, sure, sure. SIM cards, whatever, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. We're going to be doing biometrics or face ID as well, and uh, so that'll be obviously not, st we won't store that data, but that'll be locked to the device, so we know that person owns that wallet. Right. Um, and then, yeah, they. so how we got it at the minute, you verify with SMS, it's so seamless, you just type in your username, create a recovery code, and then bang, you've got a crypto wallet. You don't even know it's a crypto wallet, it just looks like an account. You don't need username or password or anything like that, so it's super seamless, and yeah, it's so easy, and people don't need to learn about crypto. So yeah, I'd, I'd love for anyone to just go on the app store, download, type in SeatLab NFT and just play around with the app. And if you've got any like um, criticisms or anything, just join the Discord or Telegram and you know we're always happy to listen to advice and stuff like that. So, Do you see yourselves guys going into more of the promotional aspect though too? Like all the ticket agencies in the past like decade or so really became almost like promotional arms, right? Like, like Live Nation really became this, like it was tickets and promotion. Are you guys going to do something similar where through your app and everything else, you're helping promote and actually do all of that piece of it too? So we, we have a homepage and we have featured events and stuff like that. So we will be featuring like um, sponsored events and stuff like that. So we have that promotional side. Um, and then, yeah, we're, we're allowing, um, so we do have like an opt-in for the SMS. So if you, if you don't want to receive anything by text, obviously you can opt out when you set up the wallet. But um, obviously we're not going to be sharing data with other artists, but artists or event organizers can have access to that data. So they can then send push notifications and SMS notifications to their people that have bought their tickets or collectibles. So sure. if they've got other promotions of other things, they can access their users with ease straight to their device via push notification or SMS. So, now this is the, uh, this is uh, really really cool. So, uh, from a timeline standpoint, like where are you guys today, and like where are you in the next few months? So we launched our app two weeks ago, so it's literally super super new. Yeah, like yeah. I come up with this idea, sort of, and then me and the other director sort of built out the idea. So I initially come up with the idea in sort of like November time. So that's 
how far we've come. So I think we managed to raise a little bit of funding. Obviously, we got a grant from, from Near, which helped us out. Uh, we started building in February, and by yeah, September, we've uh, launched the app. So hopefully by this time next year, we're going to have all the features um, that we've been talking about today that are in the roadmap, and hopefully hundreds of events. So I think we've got about five or six events already on there now, and we've also got our membership card on our app as well. So yeah, we don't have the desktop site at the minute, just the app, but literally you can buy tickets with in the app, so you don't even need the desktops. So if someone wanted to get started with you today, they could? An artist or someone? Yeah, so we're onboarding internally, but you can reach out. We've got a contact form on our website. You can reach out to Discord, Twitter, Telegram. We've got, you know, community mods that are always, you know, picking up messages and relaying to the team. So, yeah, any, any artist can basically... Um, approach us and yeah hopefully we can get them on the platform so yeah as i said we've got five events on there at the minute but we're going to be scaling massively and we're going to have hundreds on there you know hopefully in the next few months awesome man this is i'm really excited for it was a great idea yeah, yeah. thank you yeah thank you for coming on yeah okay. no, thanks for having me man cool <laughs> All right. ready layer one is provided for educational informational and entertainment purposes only without any express or implied warranty of any kind including warranties of accuracy completeness or fitness for any particular purpose. You should not make any decision, financial investment, trading, or otherwise based on any of the information presented in this podcast without undertaking independent due diligence and consultant and consultation with a professional broker or financial advisory.